Welcome to Board Game Basics, episode number 11. I'm Patrick. And I'm Robert. Each episode we'll try and talk about a board game and a card game. This week we're talking about Betrayal at House on the Hill, Formula One motor racing. And maybe... Warhammer Shadespire. We'll see how we're going for time. Mm-hmm. So it's been a busy week. You've been on holidays. Yep. We've been playing so quite you. a few games. Yeah, I've sort of been on holidays. We've... Uh, Got to experience quite a lot of games. Now, one of the games we're going to talk about today, Betrayal at House on the Hill. We got we got it. I know, but we only just got it during the holidays, and already we've played it like up to ten times. I've played it. I've played it a little less. Yeah. Because I don't feel like playing it all the time. No, but all of and the adults have been. The best playing. character to be in that is Father Reinhardt. Oh, that's the one you like, hey? We'll talk about that in a minute. He starts off bad, then he goes. So. We are still chasing emails and yep. people to follow us on our Twitter. We'll talk about that later anyway. And, and we'll give out our email and Twitter. And we still will give out that Scrabble game. So yep. uh, put us up on your it's Facebook episode page. episode 11 and... already and we haven't given it out. I know. In, I think, three, two more episodes. That's when it's been 10 episodes since we were going to give it away. Yes, and uh, yeah, we had a good time with Hamish last time, and I know that Caitlin mm. is looking forward to joining us, so yeah. we need to get that sorted. All right, well, how about we move on to the first game that we're going to talk about today, um, which is called Betrayal at House yeah, on the Hill. Hill. Now, if we just go to the uh, BGG page, uh, it's just got a little bit of information at the top there. I don't know if you want to read that, Patrick. So the rating is 7.1. I think, yeah, go on. I was going to say something, but go on. Yeah. Three to six players, best with five to six, mm-hmm. which we did, and it was so fun. It was. That haunt came in so quickly. It did. <gasps> we only had like two of the omens. 60 minutes playing time. Well, it seems Age- to have taken a little bit longer than that for us by the time someone leaves the room, but you know, an hour to an hour and a half, yep. Age 12 plus. Weight, 2.3 slash 5. Yeah, so it's a, it's a mid-range with the weight game. Um, now, what would you rate this game? If you were going to rate it out of 10, what would you be giving it? Because uh, I really enjoy it. What do you think? First, if they're rating it at 7.1, personally, I would rate it higher. But it is an old game. It was made first in... In 2004. 2004. So, you know, people probably tend to get sick of it a bit over time how about you say your rating first and you can then it gives me well, i've really enjoyed it i've i would be giving it a nine to nine and a half as a person that had heard about it never played it we've got it out and i we've always had a good time playing it yeah that's the same with me nine and not to nine and a half right and the good thing about it is it's a game that's easy enough for anyone to learn because you just anyway we'll go through it it's just an easy game to learn and pick up do you want to uh, maybe talk a bit about... Um, so that we, we, we looked on BGG for that when we Googled the game. And now if we just have a look on Wikipedia, we'll just see what it says about the gameplay rather than us just reading out of the rule book. If you gameplay. want to have a look at that. Betrayal consists of a deck of room tiles, upper floor, ground floor and basement. Three sets of cards for items, events and omens... Six different character plates and a number of tokens to represent the players and various monster 
or items. Or items yep. Each character plate has two possible characters that can be played through responsibly. Yeah, so if just hold there for a sec. So in the box you get six little, they look like drink coasters, and there's four traits on them. They, the traits are speed, so how fast you move. Might. Might, so how strong you are. Knowledge. How smart you are. And knowledge. And no, you said that. And sanity. Oh, yeah, sanity. Whether you're sane or not. And as you go through, things happen that change those. Yeah, uh, one of the ones that we had, we had to use a might or sanity roll to get out. Yeah, so you're rolling your dice. We'll talk about that in a minute. So things affect your sanity. Like if you see something really scary in this house, it's going to make you go, ah! you might lose some sanity because it's just sending you insane. Or or you could find a book and it gives you more knowledge. Makes you smarter. Gives you two knowledge. Which is good. So all of these things start on a, and on a track you lose, and you slide And then when them you lose down. it, um, you lose that two knowledge that you gain. Yeah. Um, and the character can be either side A or side B of the coaster. There's two different uh, characters. Side A is the um, the picture that the character is. For the for on one the, and the other side, it's another character it's, picture. It doesn't have the token of the other side. Okay, can you maybe continue on there. The games consist of two phases: mm-hmm. the entail exploring phase and the haunt phase. At the start of a game, each player selects a character and sets the meters at the starting values. The house starts with a main, upper, and lower floors. Place on separate areas of the game table. So they're not actually out yet. So you have, you have your foyer and your entrance where you ent- you enter the house and uh oh, what was that noise? Ow. You're locked in the house. Uh oh, you can't get out. Now what's going to happen? So you're in the entrance of the house. You then will use your moves and there's nothing else on the table. Nothing else, except a, a card that's got an entrance, a foyer, and a some stairs stairs to upper you then use your turn to move and go through a doorway and then flip a tile to see what is in what that room is if you have to draw a card on it you and your toe turn a minute immediately so some of these rooms um could be uh like a library a kitchen uh, a chasm which you can fall down a vault. There's it, lots of different hey, things. Hey, in the really library, cool. you actually get knowledge if you're in your turn in there. You do. Yep. And so there's little secret moves of that. So as you're going along, you're building this room. And you need to, at some point, fall into the basement or, to discover it. Or discover the stairs. Or discover the stairs, yeah, to head down. No, no, no. The, the stairs can only come from the basement. Yeah. To the but then you can move through or you get the elevator. Yeah, anyway, good. Uh, maybe keep going with where we're up to there, and because yeah, I think that's the best thing. Next, the house starts with a main, upper, and lower floors placed on separate areas of the game table. The main and upper floors are immediately collected by a staircase, whereas the lower floor remains unconnected until certain room tiles. Event cards or other actions allow a connection. On each turn, the players can move through a number of rooms. Equivalent. 
equivalent to their current speed. Okay, so you if you've got a six for your speed, you can move through six rooms. But if you move to a brand new room and there's a uh, a, a um, picture card, on there, yeah, the yeah, yeah, it'll say draw this card, and there are either events that happen in the house where you Omens. might see something or Omen. hear something. Well, well, one of the events is you get a. You, in, you remember in one of the, I think it was the library or one of them, and it was, and we were making a joke about it being a revolving. Bookshelf. Oh, the door, like a revolving door pops up. No, or like something. A, we called it a revolving bookshelf. Yeah, so lots of everything you would expect from a spooky old house. Then you get items that you might need to get through the house. So there might be an axe that might come in handy if you need to kill something. You tried to do that to another person we were doing, <laughs> yes. but they just jumped out and you, you chopped yourself in half. I know. That's no good. And then also there are these other cards called um, the Omen cards, are they? Yeah, I explained about them. Yeah. Now, when they, when, get, turned, when they get turned out, they're an item, like an item. It can be an item that you sit on your character, but every time you roll one of those... When you need to roll them, six dice. A haunt roll. Um, That's called a haunt roll. Daddy, yep. remember when we had like three out and um, the haunt started? Oh, I know, straight away. And it was like a parachute one. We're like, what? So what happens is every time you get one of those haunt cards, it sits in front of you. You then need to roll six dice. They're special dice, so they just have twos, ones, and zeros on them. If you roll the number equivalent to the amount of those cards you have out, you're okay. But if you roll one number less or more, like more than one number less, so you, if you've got six cards out, if you roll a five or less, the haunt begins. Now, this is where the game then flips on its head. However much of this um, haunted house you've got explored... Well, we... I thought you could have two haunts at once because it said traitors. Yeah, so that's what happens. That's where the betrayer part comes in. There are two books inside the box and that you're not allowed to read. Secrets of Survivors and Traitors Tomb. That's right. Now, you look at the codes in the book. It'll say, okay, what was that omen card that you pulled out? It might be the madman. The yeah, ma that's what happened with That's that right. And you might be in the kitchen. Okay, so you go madman, kitchen, you look on the chart, go across, and it says whatever it is. Might be haunt 26. You go, okay, haunt 26. Let's see who the betrayer will be because it's a random thing based on what they've decided works. You then look down the bottom. It says, okay, the person that turned this over or the person with the most knowledge or whoever is going to be the betrayer. That person takes the betrayer book and leaves the room. Has to read or the page. the survivors could read the room. No, yeah, well, it's easier for the survivors to stay there because you don't have to move a few people. The survivors then read the corresponding numbers in their book. They, they are then a team that need to complete their mission. The betrayer needs to complete their mission. Whoever wins is the winner. So one is fighting against everyone. Yeah. There's a lot of fun. Or it could be two. Uh, no, oh, yes, there is some. Yes, well, we're not going to give away any spoilers, but there are some where you then be can move over to the uh, betrayer team. You played that one, but I didn't. No, so, but we won't talk about it. So what these things are that 
you're then battling against uh, spooky things you might see in a house. Could be, I don't know, spiders or snakes or Witch. um, witches or... Or parachutes and you have to jump out, <laughs> yes. flying away and then you get eaten by We're not going to talk about that. We don't want to tell everyone the things they might not want to know. Now, these are just very generic things that I'm saying. And your battle is then to defeat that. Um, we've had a lot of fun playing this game. And I would definitely recommend it. And I'm taking it that you would as well. Yep. Uh, so there have been a couple of um, different editions of this game made. So there was the original one. And then the one we have now is the second edition of the Betrayal at House on the Hill. Still an old game. And the figures come painted. They do, yeah. Your little, you get thick little plastic miniatures in there. And they're already painted, which looks great. Mm. For the theme of the board, but they're actually in the color that they come. They do, yeah. So the yellow is the yellow Goldilocks is dressed mostly in yellow. But now, the cool uh, thing is that oh, that's oh. that would be what the clothes they're wearing is. Yeah, that's right. So that's why it's easy. Now, uh, so there's a betrayal at Baldur's Gate, which is I'm told from a computer game. That's awesome. We probably need to check that out sometime. Like a D and D, and there's also. A, an expansion for this one, which was called the um, Widow's Walk, I think. I'm trying to think. I think it's called the Widow's Walk. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Very enjoyable game. Something that we've had a lot of fun playing with with a group of people. And the good part was the beginners could just join in. So we had a guest with us. Not necessarily yeah. a big uh, board game player but seemed to really enjoy and get the handle of how to play. Maybe was not so keen to have to be the betrayer. But you you could easily swap characters. Like, you and I could change places, and then I could be the betrayer if you didn't want to. So then the game doesn't Um, affect it at all. And when when my mum got the haunt roll, and she made a haunt, I was hoping, please be me, please be me, please be me. (laughs) And it was like, I think it was a person with the most knowledge. Yes, because as you roll, so the game involves you rolling dice. So it might say, uh, you've looked in the mirror and you've scared yourself, whatever. And it says, roll three dice to see if you're going insane. So you've got to look on your uh, on your chart. You know, oh, my, my sanity's six. So I get to roll six dice. That's and I've only got to get a three plus. So that will be easy. But it might be... You need a six plus to open the vault or something, and you've only got two dice of knowledge. That's what you That's had. You That's roll, what you had. And so you pretty much don't get it. <laughs> That's what you literally had. So you take these little risks as you go when around. When it was sanity and knowledge, I was like, what is the point of me rolling this? Yeah, I've got that anyway. What do you reckon about a good spooky Halloween game? Mm. You could put the candles out, get dressed up in your creepy costumes. And they're like, people dress up in your house as characters from that, and then someone's the betrayer's, the person that the betrayer works for. This sounds like it could be fun. Mm. We might have to try that. Um, Okay, is there anything else we really need to cover off on that? Mm, Let's think. Nah. Okay, Okay, so now we're going to talk about Formula One motor racing. Yes, we're going to talk about the card game. Um, 
but we should just say I wanted to say something about Betrayal at House on the Hill that there's also a legacy version oh, yeah, of that game coming that. out. It's about due now. And that game is one where you go through the generations of a family that keep going back to the same house to explore it and, and find things and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's just another one that's a brand new edition. The artwork looks cool on that game. And so now we're uh, going to talk about Formula One motor racing. Yes, sounds it's good. It's a game for three to six players aged eight and up. 20 minutes playing time. Yep. And it is best with six players. Best with six. This is off of the... Uh, and the weight is... 1.1. So it's a very eight. lightweight game. It's not hard. Anyone can pretty much learn to play this game in two minutes. Uh, they're giving it, what they say, 6.4. Now, we've given it 7, but that's only because of the three-player aspect. You don't what always do, have three players. What do you rate it? Yeah, well, we've said seven on our on our collection on BGG, but I would probably tend to think if you're after just that sort of a game, a simple game, it's a great simple game. You give it higher rating, but if you're comparing it overall, that's why the rating gets lower. But if you're just wanting a very simple light card game, that's a bit of take that. So you rate it. I'd seven? give it a good eight or nine. Yeah, so overall, though, we'd give it a seven. Ooh, I'd give it a nine and a half. Yeah, we like this one. But the like three makes that. it hard. You can always have three players, blah, blah, blah. So um, yeah, for the last the dis- time we played it mm-hmm. was where we were today on holidays. Mm-hmm. And um, it was with another family. It was. And um, I was like... I was putting all their cars out. I know, you're trying to crash everyone, but then you get a little bit upset if we all crash you. Sort of. So, in this light racing card game, the players must try to manoeuvre their team of two racing cars into the podium positions over a series of races by playing cards to manipulate the line of vehicles to their advantage. We normally just do one race. We, we normally And we do go one race. whoever has the most points wins. That's because we don't sit there for ages just playing this one game. But yeah, if we had people around that really enjoyed it, we, we would probably. So and sometimes it, you don't always feel like playing it. So the like game involves a, a stack of cards and a little racing track. But it's it, the track is a loose term. It just looks like a grid in single file, first to twelfth, and then the crash lane... Um, 12th to 1st and what happens is you through a system of putting your, your cars out if you've only if you've got three players you each play two cars or whatever it is oh you all play two cars that's right but all the cars go on the no, track you play two teams yeah two teams that's what i mean and you play four cars so these cars then move according to the cards that you put out so players can advance their position um, by playing cards that move their vehicles up the line or drag other team cars back. So more powerful cards may require the roll of a dice and can result in great gains or disastrous engine blowouts that can put cars out of the race. Well, it could, be, it could actually be anyone that gets the engine blown out. That's right. You gotta sometimes wait you race. get to choose, sometimes you don't. And then when you go out of the race, you go into the red crash 
part of the playmat. But you can still first play, out is last, second. You still be you, your other cars continue. No, but what if you have no cars left? Then you're you still... out. No, you're out. So you can't play cars. Cards for others. No, you're out, and you wait till the next race. After the end of this race, the first race, the scores are calculated, put into the play sheet, the score sheets that they give you, and then you move on to the next one. Um, so play is quick, simple, with players required to play one action per turn, carry out its effect, and drawing a card to end their turn. For instance, I might have uh, a card here, and it says yellow overtakes plus three. So yellow will then go past three cars, um, and the car behind it directly also goes forward three cars. Slipstream. Slipstreaming. So you've got to be careful. You don't necessarily want to take someone else that you're well, battling into first. Well, second place turbo booster actually doesn't pull them forward no well there's another card spin to to last so you roll the die um and one re-roll is allowed on this card the car in that position moves to the last position not out of the race but just to the back Um, and each race will end after the draw deck is exhausted with one final turn taking place points are then awarded Positions 1 to 6, and the leaderboard is recorded. As the game evolves, the leaderboard will will be forever changing, and in the final race, the drivers will know what they have to do to earn points in order to sit atop the final standings. So this game was made in 1995, so what's that, 23 years old or whatever? That's pretty cool. Mm. for, For a game that's 23 years old, I really enjoy it. Yeah. A simple simple little game it's good knowing how old some games are especially as we are into car racing yeah so for a simple game you don't want to get a game that's too hard we've got a podcast that we listen to about formula and an app we do Um, you don't want to get a game that's too hard for other people to play if it's a topic that you like like we like car racing and so you want to have an easy game that other people want to play trains and mining that's why we're getting treasure mountain that's right that's why you wanted to play Colt Express on the weekend, but again, another yeah. time. Uh, so, this is a fun little game. Uh, what do you, you what did you say you give it? You give it a good eight or nine? Um, nine. Nine, yeah. You're seeming a bit tired there, yawning. Been a big weekend. Yeah. A lot of gaming. Maybe, uh, I think we're going to have to give Shadespire a miss today. Yeah. We seem to be taking That's too long. That's not so great. Oh, we'll talk about it next time. We can time. talk about our other battle games next time. We can. So, all right. Uh, that is Formula Motor Racing, the card game. Reiner Knizia? Knizia? I don't know what it says. Um, Reiner Knizia. Yeah, you're probably saying it better than me, so there you go. All right, that is Motor Racing Formula One. Formula One Motorways. Okay, now, actually, that game 2007 was a second printing, was the one that we've got. It's funny because it says on the front, the quickest playing auto racing game in existence. So there We've you go. got another... Um, Formula One game that we we're going to talk about what we didn't end up. Oh, that's about a it. really old one. That's uh, an Alan Jones racing. That one's awesome. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's a bit of fun. But we still need to talk about on the, 
out on the podcast, even though you might not be able to get it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you can't get that one anymore, that's for sure. Uh, what else have we got? We, we, how are we going with our 10 by... What about our email 10 by 3 challenge. Oh, yeah, you can say the email if you like. So our email is boardgamebasicspodcast at outlook.com so, and our Twitter is yep. BGB, capital B for board, game yeah, yeah, BGB basic, at board, game, basic, basic one. one. So we like you to follow us. Um, it's a way for us to get our podcast out there as we slowly try and get this engine chugging along to produce a podcast that people might want to listen to. So now we'll just say what we've done with our 10x3s and our 5x3s. So our little board game challenge yeah. that we've made so, for the end of the year. Um, Mika did Bonanza. Mm-hmm. You did Gloomhaven, Rising Sun and Dead of Winter. Yeah. Dead of Winter you did last night. Yep. And, Gloom, and I did Gloomhaven and Rising Sun. So we've still got (laughs) So we've still got a long way to go. I don't know if anyone else tried that uh, coming up with a little chart of games. They I wanna play five games three times this year. Let us know if you did. We're after feedback, we're after emails just to say, yeah, we listen, we like it, we hate it. We have those the game of Scrabble to give away. We do have others down the track. But but also tell us what like what games you're interested in. Exactly, yeah, we want to know what games you're interested like, in. Even if it's not your favourite game, just tell us if you um, find it something that we should get and talk about on the podcast. That's right. Because um, down the track, I plan to get um, some uh, unlock games. So these are little adventure room games. You, oh, you yeah, have it, you unlock it. Yeah, that it. game looks so cool. And then I thought we might be able to give that away as a Thing, but we need to get some people listening first and wanting and to we've email got, in. We've got an Australia. Oh, we got and an Australia. Then, and once we've once we've all played it, we can talk about it on here. I totally forgot about that. So we've got our Kickstarter game. Very exciting. Australia. And I've had it on the kitchen bench. Although we've mm. been away, we didn't want to take it away and um, not think, fully knowing the rules I yet. I think next coming is Koromadua. Yeah, not sure. But the Australia game is fantastic. Um, I haven't played it yet. Even you down, have, if you have a look at the box. So this is our first ever Kickstarter to it, arrive that we've the, helped. The um, artwork is amazing. The artwork is awesome. but And on the box, a guy's looking through some binoculars out into the to the desert. Yeah, and, and, and the it, cards are amazing. Like, no, look but at I'll, the card and it looks like real. They do look real because it's great artwork. But what I was going to say is on the binoculars on the front cover... It's got two little glossy, looks like stickers. So it looks like it's glass that they're looking into. And aren't they seeing Cthulhu out in the distance? They are, the Cthulhu. Or the old ones as they've come up out of the desert. Um, Really interesting. I want to play it a bit more before we talk about it again. But that was exciting to get our Mm, our first board game that's come. I've got a few other games that I've ordered. One of them is a Pandemic Iberia which is a game about disease fighting. Pandemic? And, and, yeah, but this is a different one, not like the app. And um, we've also got Tiny Epic Zombies, a little miniature game. And don't forget about Run, Fight, Die. Oh, yeah, but that's Kickstarter, so that's yeah. next year. All right, I reckon we need to get this wrapped up. Yep, what do you think? Yep, I sure do. So I want to say thanks to everyone for listening. Remember, email us in. We, we really like to hear from you. Big thanks to everyone that's emailed and listened. 
So that's bye from me. And bye from me. Okay, well, we've been a bit tired, but I have to say, I just quickly listened to a little bit of that, and it sounds like you're very echoey. No, I don't know how that's happening. No, I don't know if it's the microphone setting, which I just changed. We'll see if it's any different. And also, I wonder if we might need to start sitting completely opposite each other, and we get no feedback from now that we've got these two mics, so that they're not... You know how you can get some sound in Mm. on the side? you'll be getting some sound in the side of that one, and then it'll be coming over here to this one. So I think we need to work on that. Anyway, do you have anything to talk to us about? Why did the race car driver come in last? I don't know. Because he was using last gear. (laughs) Rightio. And? If you had five oranges in one hand and five pears in the other hand, what would you have? Massive hands.